Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hey, I'm so dizzy too. Oh, I love that song. Tommy Rowe from 1969. I think I was in the fifth grade. And uh, I remember that song. I remember hearing that song for the first time. They were playing at a bus station in Connecticut. We had just come in. Uh, took First time I ever took the bus. My mom and grandma and I took the bus from northern Maine to Connecticut, Hartford, to visit my cousin Lloyd and his family in East Granby, Connecticut. And I want to tell you, I'll never forget that bus ride. We stopped, it seemed like every 10 feet. And I realized that, you know, it was a Greyhound and they have so many stops. Oh my God. It was comfortable enough, you know, for 1969, 1970, air conditioning and everything. This was the summer. <clears throat> but uh, something that I uh, really, you probably only want to do like once if you have to, is take a bus any place. I hated school buses. I hated, uh, when I was teaching, I hated coaching and taking those trips on that damn bus. It's 40 below. I mean, they warmed it up when you came out, but still, the bus is, uh, yeah, you know. And it's a, the school buses, of course, is a lot different than a coach bus for uh, Greyhound. You know, the, it was a comfortable ride. It's just, oh, man, it, what should have been like seven or eight hours was like 14 because you're stopping in every little town to pick up, drop off. I can't remember if we had to change buses. I'm not sure. We may have had to change once somewheres, but in New Hampshire or Massachusetts. Uh, no, it's not that far. It's only 700 miles, but uh, it certainly seems like a long time on a bus. And this is, by the way, speaking of dizzy, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Had some uh, technical difficulties with some of my equipment here in the studio, but I uh, got it all straightened away so we're able to do our show and kick it up. We're going to have a good show. going to try to have some laughs and uh, news, sports, weather, everything here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll have some movie reviews and TV reviews uh, also, of course, coming up here on our show. Okay, quickly, folks, right off the bat, uh, you know, we had some controversy about uh, President Donald J. Trump saying the N-word, and uh, so we, uh, we called him and we uh, got a message on uh, what he exactly uh, his, his thoughts on the situation. So this is him. He called in and uh, gave us a message. So, um, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Here we go. Hey, this is Donald Trump. And I know we've had a lot of problems, but I want to tell you, I did not say the N-word, unless you're talking about Nebraska <laughs> or New Year's. And so just to clarify it, Amorosa, you bitch, I did not say it. She's just trying to sell books. That's all there is to it. So don't believe it. This is uh, your president, Donald <coughs> J. Trump. 
Pfizer show. Thank you for having me. And that was it. Uh, so we got to his side of it. Maybe we'll get uh, Amorosa, who's selling a book. I can't remember the name of the book. I'm going to have to look it up. And uh, we'll also have a words with her and get a message from her to see what she has to say about the situation, because it's very, very controversial coming up on election year. Not for presidentials, but for governors and senators and special elections and so forth. The presidential one won't be for another couple of years. And I still say it's going to be tough to knock Donald Trump out of that office. The Democrats better come up with somebody good. Not a 108-year-old Bernie, and of course Hillary's a wicked witch of the West, and Obama can't run again, so they better come up with somebody. And somebody good. Okay, it's time for movie review time. You know, I told you I saw The Meg and I was going to wait till this show uh, to uh, review it. And it was really good. Now, you're used to seeing Jason Statham, kung fu uh, terrorists and bad guys and villains and other kung fu people and so forth. But uh, here he takes on a shark and he actually fights with the shark physically. Uh, I won't give it away at all, but it's a really good movie. I give, I'm going to give it a, a B plus. Can't really give it an A because uh, it's not, you know, they're, they're, it's like Jaws 2018, Super Jaws. Uh, same, which was a good, Jaws was a great movie. So they're just copying the line of Jaws except with, uh, instead of... Um, the sheriff and Mr. Quint talking about shark and you go in the water, shark in the water, farewell and adieu, my lady. Remember that? That was a fave. You go in the water, shark go in the water, our shark. <coughs> oh, every time I do Mr. Quint, my throat <coughs> takes a beating because he has such a deep voice. You go in the water, sharks in the water, our shark. And that was that was great. Instead of an old boat, wooden boat, they're uh, and, a, and a sheriff with a 38 and some spear guns in an old cage chasing a 25-foot shark. They are using a, uh, a super equipment, super vessels, underwater submarines, sophisticated dynamite to uh, kill a 100-foot shark. 90 feet, I guess, they said in the movie. And so it's really good. It's definitely um, worth seeing. And... Uh, Certainly uh, worth the money. I would go to it. It's one of those you go to. Uh, there's a movie called Hotel Artemis. That's A-R-T-E-M-S-I-S. And it's got Jodie Foster in it. Futuristic movie about the world having a virus coming to an end. And uh, yeah, I give it a B. It's well done. It's kind of, she's a, she plays a doctor or a nurse that's trying to help people in this time of uh, uh, trouble and uh, chaos. And uh, you'll have to see it for yourself, but definitely worth seeing. Dur worth going to the movies, too. Definitely a B. Uh, there's a movie called David, which uh, is a turd. I couldn't follow what the hell was going on or w what it was about. So stay away from that. I wouldn't even watch it on um, free pay-per-view. Isn't that an oxymoron, free pay-per-view? But I wouldn't watch it for free. Uh, it wasn't very good. Then there's a movie with Mila Kunis called um, Spy Who Dumped Me. Eh, I'd give that a um, C+. Kind of cutesy, 
loses its continuity, a lot of uh, dribble dialogue, but um, kind of, you know, well action, well, well done, well photographed, and, you know, it's hard to keep making comedy spy movies after you've seen The Pink Panther. So um, it's kind of like that. It's not not like the Pink Panther, but I give it a. I think I would give it a C plus, and um, yeah, it's a good date movie. See with your girl, because a guy and girl would both enjoy it. So um, there's a movie called Withdrawn, which I think is made in Canada, because they keep going, but it's, they're trying to make it look like they're Americans, which fails because they keep saying holy. You can tell they're Canadian actors when they say "ibut" or "gidiut." So um, that's definitely a turd. I give that a D minus. Uh, I think they tried to make it like a foreign artsy fartsy think tank dialogue movie, and um, it didn't work. I give it a D minus. I wouldn't bother seeing it. Boring. B O R A N G. Uh, the new Slender Man is out. And, um, you know, I'm not really into those, uh, that's uh, franchise, I guess you'd call it. So that's not uh, for me. I did watch it. Well done, well acted, well photographed. You know, for me, <laughs> C plus. But I wouldn't pay to see it uh, in the theater. I would watch it on pay-per-view or, or HBO or something. Or DVD or Blu-ray. Blue box, red box, whatever they call that. And then there's a movie called uh, Patient Zero. Patient Zero, which I thought at first was going to be kind of a low-budget, cheapo movie, but it was pretty good. Has some stars. I can't recall their names. They're not big stars, but they're stars, guys that have been in a lot of movies and people. Uh, the props, uh, the background, the everything is unreal. It's really good. And it's a little different, kind of zombie-type movie, kind of Walking Dead survival, end-of-the-world chaos movie. And I would give it a mm, C+. Plus. It, I don't know if it's worth going to see it at a theater, but it's worth seeing, like, pay-per-view or the Redbox DVD. So, definitely, I would... Uh, I would recommend it. I like sci-fi. Um, it's well acted. It's a little different than most of the end of the world zombie chasmoclitic chaos movies. You know, um, so the annihilation of the world or whatever. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's pretty good. And it has a pretty good ending, pretty good plot, pretty good storyline. So definitely worth seeing. Then the uh, final movie I'm going to talk about for this show is called, um, for the segment anyway, I may review one more if I can, if I see any between now and uh, the end of the show here, if I can think of anyone I've seen. Uh, it's called Hostage X. And um, it's got Jason London, who I've never heard of. And it's kind of another one of those, uh, just a few people in it trying to make a, a suspense drama thriller. And I'd have to give it a C plus. I would not pay to see it. I would not pay to see it uh, even <coughs> with a blue box, red box, whatever they call it. I might see it free if I'm getting free paid, you know, if I'm getting channels like HBO or Showtime. Netflix, uh, I would watch it on that. 
And so that's it for our uh, movie reviews uh, for this show as of now here on the Toxic Wise Show on your best place for talk radio, Renegade Talk Radio out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And as Howard Cosell used to say, speaking of spots um, in sports, um, Red Sox keep dominating here up in the great northeast, New England. They are uh, 85 wins, 51 games above 500. Whew, man. The only thing I fear is what goes up must come down, but they're on track to win like 112 games. I'm guessing probably they're going to have a couple slumps here and there, and probably I think they win the division by maybe five or six games. Ten-game lead over the Yankees right now as as we talk. Um, probably 107 games, and I imagine uh, the Yankees will probably win 100 right around there. So I think the Red Sox do win that division and have the best record in baseball. But we'll have to see. You know, still 40-something games to be played. And a lot of things can happen. Uh, quiet on the basketball front in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony, Mello, as they call him, from Syracuse, formerly of the Knicks, uh, formerly of the Denver Nuggets, formerly of uh, the uh, Oklahoma Thunder, uh, his latest team. He has now taken a one-year contract. I don't know what the amount was. He's got so much money coming in from these other teams still that Got rid of him. And he's going to play for the Houston Rockets alongside Chris Paul and Har Harding. So it's going to be interesting. Now, they they said when Harding and Chris Paul were going to play together, there wouldn't be enough basketballs. And that wasn't true. They managed to work it out. They managed to just work it out just right. They fit in like a glove. As OJ used to say, if the glove don't fit. Well, I don't know how we got on that topic. But anyways, uh have to see what happens. I, I know that uh, he's not fond of coming off the bench, and they say he's going to. Of course, uh, Houston lost a couple of players, but they got Capella back, and they got uh, CP. The only problem is, is Chris Paul can never, ever finish a season. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Last year they were on the brink of maybe upsetting Golden State, and he hurts his foot in the playoffs. He did it a couple of years ago when he played for the Clippers. Him and him and uh, uh, what's his name, the big guy, they both went out in the same game. Both got hurt in the same game, Blake Griffin. And they were out. He always gets hurt in the playoffs. So, I don't know. I'm still going with Golden State as the best team until somebody knocks them off. They picked up Boogie Cousins. They're going to be tough. Uh, Celtics are kind of talking some trash. I'm not sure I'm crazy about that. Jalen Brown says, oh, we're definitely going to the finals. Just say we're going to try to. Say that's our goal. Don't make promises you can't keep because uh, a lot can happen again. You know, you can get bumped off by Toronto. You can get, The Sixers are going to be good. And that's the, I think that's the first game of the year, the Sixers and the Celtics. I'm not sure where it's at, but it's going to be, I think, October 16th. The NBA always used to start about on Halloween. I remember watching opening nights on Halloween. But now they started a little earlier because they don't want back so many back-to-back -back games. So I think it starts on, like, October 16th, which is fine with me. Uh, the Duke basketball team, uh, men's basketball team, is doing a tour of Canada this summer with their two or three new all-stars. So they look to be a tough prospect. College basketball is always exciting because it's based on that one-and-done March Madness. 
and that makes it uh, that that makes it definitely exciting. So, and uh, that's it for sports here on uh, the uh, Toxic Wise Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Now, uh, here's something that might surprise you, uh, Renegade Talk Radio listeners. I uh, was looking at the top ten best places to live in the United States of America, USA. And, um, you know, you'd think maybe it might be uh, some places in uh, Florida or California or New York, which are our are, are most populated states. And, of course, the southern, east, southeastern states have uh, coastal areas like the Carolinas and Georgia and Florida, of course. But number 10 is, believe it or not, is Seattle, Washington. I always know that uh, Seattle is a kind of a yippy, hippie, yuppie, fartsy, fartsy place. But I know it does rain there a lot, too. And that's got to be, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm, I mean, in the Northeast here, we have our share of gloomy days for sure. But um, I almost prefer snow to rain. But anyways, um, yeah, number 10 is Seattle, Washington. Number nine is Minneapolis, Minnesota. I know there's a, a lot of hardworking, good people. They uh, support their t- cities. They support their arts. They support their sports teams in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and their college basketball teams, male and female. And I know it's a good place, uh, the land of 1,000, 10 million lakes, whatever it is. lot to do, a lot of nature, a lot of lakes. I can see that, uh, safety-wise. Number eight, I'm a little surprised because it's Washington, D.C. And I know it's, uh, you know, you got Maryland and Delaware and all those areas there. And um, But I'm a little surprised because of the crime rate has been bad in Washington, D.C. And, but it's very pretty. Of course, the, the best parts are, the you know, near the capital, which are pristine, the parks and the rivers and the trees and the area, the neighborhoods. And there's a lot of nice homes because a lot of senators and congressmen and government officials have to live in that area, including our president in the White House. A little surprised by that. Number seven is Huntsville, Alabama. Now, Alabama has some coastline, the home of Charles Barkley. And I've always said this, I'm a, I'm a diehard green teamer, Boston Celtic fan. Larry Bird and McHale and Parrish, DJ and Ainge, uh, Paul Pierce, KG, all my, all my favorite players. But my favorite player probably all time was, um, is Charles Barkley because he's about six foot five and a half, and he's playing against guys several inches, if not more, taller than him every night. And he's like so athletic. He's like a tank that can, with springs. <laughs> And if you watched him in the, his heyday, he was unreal, especially playing in the Olympics. He dominated those Olympic games. But Huntsville, Alabama, and I've known some people from Alabama, and they tell me there are a lot of poor areas there, but, of course, this is just one city. And I think they do have floating casinos and so forth there. And, again, we go back to the northwest to Portland, Oregon. Again, Portland... Oregon, uh, they have the Portland Trailblazers. They support their their uh, their uh, pro basketball team. They always have big crowds, even when they lose. They haven't won since '77, 
And that was with Bill Walton, who later went to play for the Celtics, one, another one of my favorite players. But uh, Oregon, of course, a lot of nature, a lot of forest, a lot of falls and trees and rivers. Uh, number five is Fayetteville, Arkansas, y'all. They have a lot of farmland there, farmer's markets. And um, so number five is Fayetteville, Arkansas. Number four is Des Moines, Iowa. Now, Des Moines, Iowa is your typical, you know, Midwest area, Midwestern area, I would say. Uh, again, a lot of farmland, a lot of uh, the mountains and uh, scenery, and, you know, good for families, schools, good schools. Number three, Denver, Colorado. Again, you know, uh, a good sports town, town where they uh, they enjoy their sports and their their fishing and hunting, and of course their skiing, known for its skiing. And uh, Denver Lake Placid was the area when 1980 when the U.S. upset that uh, unreal Russian hockey team, Miracle on Ice. Remember that? Now I can't skate, and I'm not much of a hockey player or fan. Uh, but uh, that was probably the biggest sports upset of all time, I'm, I'm going to say. But Denver, a lot of yuppies and hippies and dippies live there too. Number two, Colorado Springs, Colorado. I guess that says it all, Colorado. Lots of, uh, again, forests and mountains and hiking areas. Schools are good, relatively low crime rate. And here's number one. Number one, can you guess what it is? Well, it's Austin, Texas. And I've heard people talk about Austin, Texas before. Very uh, artsy, cultural city. Good schools, again, fairly low crime rate. And uh, I guess good employment. I think all these cities have pretty good records for employment and jobs and schools. So that's your top ten. Maybe it surprised you. Maybe you thought uh, New York, New York might be in there, or L.A., or... Um, San Francisco, Miami, Orlando, maybe Fort Myers, Florida, um, Atlanta, Georgia, I thought might be in there. But nope, those are the top ten, at least according to this survey. So I'm sure there's some other surveys that, uh, this is a Gallup survey. There are probably some other places uh, that uh, disagree with that, but the, I think these are based on quality of life, things to do, the schools, the crime rate employment rate and uh, so if you're looking to move or if you're happy where you are those are the top 10 here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show well folks you always know we uh, try to look at both sides of uh, everything here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio so I'm now I'm going to give you the 10 worst places uh, to live in the U.S. And let's see if this list surprise you. This is also done by uh, Gallup. Number 10 is Mo... No, not Mobile. Yeah, Mobile, Alabama. A little surprised there. Um, very, very high crime rate. You have a 1 in 17 chance of being robbed and attacked or raped. That's not good. I don't know why that's so bad. Because, uh, you know, 
it's just, uh, you know, surprising. I know that uh, Louisiana has a lot of places, New Orleans, that are bad. We'll see if they're on the list. But number 10 is Mobile, Alabama. And number 9 is St. Louis. Wow. They have a very high crime rate. And uh, jobs aren't very good, the job rate. Highest un one of the highest unemployment rates in the country, about 9%, 9.1%. Wow. So number nine is St. Louis. Number eight is Tucson, Arizona. I'm a little surprised by that. They have a fairly high crime rate, which is kind of surprising because everybody out there has a gun. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I am not uh, anti-gun for sure. I used to collect guns. And I used to hunt, but I discovered I like target shooting more. Guns can be fun. But uh, when things changed for me, I had to uh, sell all my guns, most all of them. And uh, that's a whole different story here on Renegade Talk Radio. But I, I am definitely, uh, I think we do have to do something about the machine guns that are out there, the um, Samhais, but that's a whole different story. But I'm a little surprised about that. Tucson, Arizona, number eight, worst place to live. Number uh, seven is Brownsville, Texas. <clears throat> wow. I don't hear too much about Brownsville these days. Again, a fairly high crime rate and a fairly high unemployment rate. Population is 182,000. Hmm. Home values are down. So number seven is uh, worst place to live in the USA is Brownsville, Texas. Number six, and this is going to make uh, Bron Bron sad, LeBron, who uh, took his uh, act to uh, Los Angeles. Blah. Two of the teams I hate worse. Ugh. Hmm. I hate the Lakers. Of course, I'm a green teamer, and most Laker people hate the Celtics. It's natural. It's like a dog and a cat. But Cleveland is number eight, uh, I'm sorry, number six worst place to live. And I can hear Braun crying already. 17.3 unemployment rate. 13th highest in the country. Wow. Hmm. So, sorry, Braun. Hate to bring that. Number five is San Bernardino, California. They have a very high unemployment rate, and I've visited there. Very pretty. It's kind of a surrounded by mountains, San Bernardino. Only been there once, maybe twice, I think. Had a girlfriend that lived there when I was in Los Angeles, Tina. Oh, she was gorgeous. She was half German and half uh, Mexican, and she had the features of both. Oh, my word, she was gorgeous. She was like 5'11", well-built. Well, I better get back to the subject. <laughs> very, uh, San Bernardino, very high unemployment rate. That's what's putting most of these cities where they are, is crime and unemployment rate, of course. Number four play worst place to live in the USA is Detroit. Very sadly, after uh, World War II, Detroit was probably one of the best places to live. I remember my grandfather talking about he wanted to go live there to build a house and maybe do some farming or, I don't know, work at a car factory. 
and that has all changed. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine went there for a meeting, and she took pictures of all the deserted homes in Detroit. Very, very high crime rate, and a very 21.1, number one worst unemployment rate in the country. Home values are not very good. Wow. Not a really big surprise. Number three is Dayton, Ohio. And I don't think it's because of the crime rate, probably moreover because uh, unemployment rate. But it does have a fairly high crime rate I'm reading here. So, wow. So number three was Dayton, Ohio, or third worst place to live. Jackson, Mississippi is number two. Again, very high un unemployment rate, very high crime rate. Property value is way down. And it's not looking very good in the future. Are you ready for number one? Do we need a drum roll? <laughs> number one worst city in America to live is Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, Elvis. Now, I know Elvis is from bo was born in Tupelo, Mississippi, I believe, right? That's right. I was born in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love Elvis. I still love Elvis. I think a lot of people still do Elvis. I remember... I'll give you a quick Elvis story while we're here on Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I was in college and I had been out partying with my friends. I was a little, little, little inebriated, you might say. And I put an Elvis song on. This is back in the 45 days. I put an Elvis song on. Um, you Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. Remember that's one of his first songs. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. And I played that all night. And uh, I don't know if the IRA was right, because I, I kind of ran my wing in the, in the dorm. This is Division Three College, you know, 2,200 students, three or four dorms, a lot of, lot of uh, apartments, kids use apartments. But anyways, this is in the dorm, first floor, and I played that all night. And the next day, they wanted to kill me, but nothing ever happened. I think it was my junior year, and I was kind of, my freshman and sophomore year, I was a little shy and timid, but by my junior year, I was uh, a little bigger, bulkier, and a little more experienced, a little more of a veteran. But anyway, that's uh, when I think of Elvis, I especially think of that. But I do love Elvis, Elvis's music, and even some of his movies were okay. Blue Hawaii. Remember, we did a sketch on Blue Hawaii where he eats Hawaii. But I did, I did, I really uh, liked Elvis. They have one of the highest unemployment rates, but not the highest. Home values are not good. And the crime is uh, not very good either. Crime rate is fairly high. You have like a 1 in 17.8% chance of being in some kind of uh, crime, probably the victim of a crime. The employment rate is not really terribly bad, not as bad as some of the other places, but it's 11.3. So very sad. Sorry, Elvis. Sorry, LeBron. Your two cities are in the top 10. And that's the 10 top worst places to live in the USA. Again, um, Chicago wasn't in either the good or the bad, probably somewhere in the middle, because Chicago has like really good areas and some really bad ones, as does like Tallahassee and Miami. Miami has a like a pristine side of town, and then they have, ooh, the bad side of town. I don't know, we can't all have good sides of towns. We need to clean this country up. You hear that, politicians, Democrats, Republicans, independents, governors, we need to put our money where our mouths are. We need to get employment up, and we need to uh, start cleaning up the crime rate. I think the cops are doing all they can. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. 
And uh, next on the next show, I'm going to do the ten top best countries countries to live in, and the ten worst. And you probably have your thoughts on that, as I do here, without really uh, knowing it yet. But that, that's what we'll do on the next show. And that's uh, what we're going to run by here on the Toxic Wise that show. I hope we brought you some good information and a few chuckles and some laughs here on Toxic Wise that show. On your best place, Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, Nevada. But my show is here from the great northeast, New England. Hey, remember in the beginning of the show, I was going to tell you that we have Amorosa's side of the story. Well, this is what uh, she had to say about the Donald Trump and the N-word. Hi, this is Amorosa, and I just want to say that uh, Donald Trump is uh, some. Well, no, he's, you know, buy my book and you'll find out exactly what he is. And I, that's all I'm going to say right now. Just buy my book by Amarosa. That's all you gotta know. Huh, so Amarosa just says buy your book. That's kinda suspicious. You know, unless she's coming up with uh, the tape uh, supposedly that has him saying it and it can be verified whether it's an audio or video or both, I don't know. That, uh, you know, people will, <laughs> you know, your editor's going to tell you, your publisher, your agent, if you're going to sell a book, better be interesting. People don't, physical books are making a comeback, but they got to be good. they got to be good. they got to be interesting. they got to have some dirt in them, no matter what it is, unless it's an information book or something like that. But if you're going to write a tell-all book, it's got to be... Uh, it's got to be loaded with uh, with material, with good stuff, with dirt, as they say. So we'll see what happens. It's uh, the jury is kind of still out, and I I think she's just doing it because she wants to sell books. That's just me, because I know how the I I know writers, I know editors, I know agents, I know publishers, and they'll tell you you're doing a book. You better be exciting. Better have some good stuff inside it. Just like a movie. Just like a TV show. Just like a song. Better be good. So we'll see how I may be wrong. I don't know. Uh, so far, nothing has surfaced. And it's just all he said, she said, they said, somebody said. We don't know. So we'll have to uh, keep our eyes on that here on the Toxic Wise Air Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Uh, hey, folks. You know... I was uh, watching one of the news channels yesterday, about to eat my dinner or snack or something. I was hungry. Then I see a report on one of the news channels, uh, I can't remember if it was Fox, CNN, about a, a new problem San Francisco has. Poop. Yep, poop. People poop, not dog poop, not uh, alien poop. Uh, people poop. I, I don't know if it's the homeless or it's a new fad, but people are just pooping in the streets and leaving it there. So they had uh, crews with hazmat outfits and steam cleaners and big sanitation trucks uh, cleaning up the mess. And so right off quick, I wasn't hungry anymore. Now usually I have a fairly, fairly strong stomach, but uh, it showed them disposing of the popo. My grandpa used to call it popo on the street, and uh, it was quite uh, sickening, really. 
And uh, one of the reasons I really don't care for big cities is, uh, I remember when I first went to Hollywood in 93, 94, I was out there a couple of times trying to get movies and TV and commercials with uh, close but no cigar luck and uh, doing comedy clubs out there and cabarets, whatever I could do. And um, when I first got to Hollywood, I thought, oh, glitz and glamour and stars and shining. No. Hollywood smelt like urine, uh, especially on hot days. It was a blessing when it would rain, because the rain would just pour at night. I've never seen it rain that hard, even in New England. It just pours, and it comes down in buckets, and the streets are, uh, it's like God is uh, hosing down, you know, the place. It's, uh, or Mother Nature, or both, because it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's like almost flood conditions, and it rains. No, no thunder and lightning. It might thunder, but they don't really get, uh, much lightning because there's no humidity out there. It's got desert weather. But when it rains, man, they said the song that never rains in California. Well, it did when I was there those years. And the first uh, few years I was out there, it was really bad. But then Disney bought up a lot of Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard, and they had their own police force. They cleaned up. They bought buildings. They cleaned them out, cleaned the homeless out. And it was much, much better by uh, 98, 99 and uh, turn of the millennium. So uh, gotta give it to them there. They've improved it quite a bit. I mean, there's still, of course, bad parts to any cities in any place of America or the world, but um, they did a good job of uh, cleaning that up and it was much, much, much better than it used to be. So kudos to that. We gotta keep our city streets clean and our cities clean, folks. Back into sports we talk. Uh, the Red Sox keep winning. Uh, they're like 87 wins and 38, 40 losses, something like that, with like 40-something games to go. So they're sitting pretty. they got a 10-game lead on the Yankees. Unless something extraordinarily bad happens, like it did in 1978, I think it was, when the Red Sox had a 13-game lead in the middle of August and blew it. They had to play that tiebreaker game, which the, the uh, Evil Empire won, the Yankees. And so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. So they're playing really well, and I think their schedule favors them. And I still favors them to take the league, take the division, and be the best team in baseball. Not just the American League, but the best team in baseball. So uh, <coughs> they should have home field straight through. I don't know if they did that. Uh, they've been doing the National League, American League, whoever wins the All-Star game. I think they did it for a couple of years, but I think they've gone back to the best records. So uh, we'll have to see. But uh, things are looking good. Preseason uh, started for the Patriots. They've won a couple games. They beat uh, – I wish they'd have played like that in the Super Bowl, the way they played against Philadelphia, and because uh, Wentz or whatever his name was, uh, or Foles, Nick Foles, he looked awful. If he looked like that in the Super Bowl, the Patriots would have won by 30 points. Uh, he looked awful. And he got his arm hurt, so I, I don't know even know if he's, they say he's okay, but, you know, who knows. And so uh, the summer is uh, passing us by, sadly enough. But I, I, the only thing I won't miss about the summer is two things, the humidity and the bugs. Both drive me nuts. So uh, I won't be missing those. 
We don't like bugs and humidity here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. Well, yes, they're coming to take me away. Another show has ended here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Hope we brought you some info and some laughs and some uh, picked up your day a little bit. And now, you know, you watch the news. It's uh, I watched it tonight, the national news. It was 28 minutes of bad news and a minute of good news in between all those commercials. So... The news is mostly bad, unfortunately. But we do have some good news and some laughs. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time here on the Toxic Wise Dash Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, Nevada. The best place for talk radio in the entire world and certainly the United States of America. We are worldwide. People listen to us all over the world in this new day and age. Don't have to have that old BBC, um, uh, remember the, the, the radios there, the, the shortwave radios? I used to have one of those. Uh, and you could listen to, you know, broadcasts from all over the Iron Curtain and, and, and private, private phone calls. So now we have the internet. So uh, if you have a phone, if you have a tablet, if you have wherever you have internet, as long as you have it, in your car, your dashboard, wherever you have it, you can uh, listen to our great programming here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And they are coming to take me away, so I got to go. Thanks for tuning in to our anniversary show. See you on the next show here on the Toxic Wise Edge Show. Basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> I cooked your food and cleaned your house. To see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> to my happy home with trees and flowers and chirping